Good evening. Welcome to Rotor Talk Live, Season 4, Episode 4, 4 4, uh, on January 26, 2021. Uh, thank you so much for stopping by tonight. We already got 15 people in the house ABQ Quadcopter, Patrick Sutton, Frank Walker, uh, John Olson, Jay Bird is in the house, John Walsh. Welcome, guys. Thank you all for showing. Dumb Tube is here. Welcome. I, I know it's an extra effort for you, my friend. Thank you for, for being a part of the evening tonight. Um, just going to start off with some good news here, okay? Pers some personal good news. Um, my youngest son uh, was cleared to go back to work today. As you know, he tested positive for COVID-19. He's had nothing but mild cold symptoms and as of Thursday, he's cleared to go back to work. He's going to continue to take vitamins and supplements, um, but we're very thankful for that. So I um, want to thank you guys for your thoughts and prayers regarding that. That really, that, that meant a lot to me. Uh, I'm, I'm real, real pleased about that. Um, you probably saw the title tonight. <laughs> I'm going to digress. We're going to talk sports just a second here. Okay. Most of you know, I can't, I, my, my hometown is Pittsburgh PA. Okay. And what was Pittsburgh PA known as the city of champions? Okay. The Steelers, we had the Steelers and the pirates one year winning um, championships. And, you know, the penguins have had their championships there. So, you know, it received that nickname. Well, I think I think now that I've moved to Tampa, I think we may be able to start calling Tampa City of Champions. As you know, the Bolts won the Stanley Cup. The Tampa Bay Rays were in the World Series. They didn't win. And now the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are in the Super Bowl with Tom Brady, okay? Now, who would have ever thought? Now, okay, diehard Steelers fan, all right? All right? The Patriots, no, 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 no. Tom Brady, no, 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 no. Guess who's a Tom Brady fan now? Okay. Yeah. All right. I know I'm digressing here a little bit, but what can I say? So, and I really would like to see that the 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 Bucks win the Super Bowl. I think they can. They're gonna have they're gonna have have a tough time. Lauren Don Hours in the house. Sam Burns is here. Drone shots is here. Matt kind of Matt, welcome. Uh Leonard Oglesby. Um Art is in the house. Art, thank you for showing up tonight. Florida team's on for this year, baby. You got that right, Matt. That's just, you know, city of champions, Tampa, Florida. Who would have ever thought that? <laughs> Especially the way the Rays started out. Well, all three, all of those teams started out. But anyway, it's a nice diversion. It's a nice something or other. And that's going to be, we're going to start out kind of like um, our lead story here tonight is um you know it's it's kind of you know the super bowl being in tampa which is which is interesting because the last time it was in tampa was um 2000 yeah 2009 and then santonio holmes made his catch in the end zone with about 23 seconds left to win the super bowl for the steelers yeah i know i know we're talking steelers stuff here but anyway all right this part actually does relate to drones here, okay? Now, Tampa Bay is a no-drone zone during Super Bowl LV 2021, okay? That's 55 for those, those of you who don't do Roman numerals here, okay? Um, now, a new post on the FAA website states that Tampa's Raymond James Stadium will be designated 
a no drone zone for for the big Super Bowl 55 game on February 7, 2021. And that's not just a request. It's a, there's a TFR in effect, and I probably don't have to educate you on what a TFR is. Okay, now drones will be prohibited flying within a 30 nautical mile radius from ground level to 18,000 feet AGL. The TFR will go in effect at 5.30 Eastern and last until 11.59 p.m. Eastern. Here's some information from the advisory, okay? Um, you know, and I'll, I'll let you read this at your leisure. Now, the one of the other things with this, too, is um, this is going to extend to, um, okay, and this, this article doesn't talk about it, but this is also going to extend to the Tampa Riverwalk and other areas for days leading up for the week leading up to the event. So pretty much you don't, you can't really bring your drone into Tampa and fly the week of the Super Bowl. I mean, that's just not going to happen. All right. And that's next week. I mean, that's coming up. That, that's, you know, th th this weekend they have off. They used to have two weeks between Super Bowl anymore, but they're not doing that. And they're also allowing 22,000 fans for the game because of COVID-19. They're actually letting 22,000 fans in, which is pretty generous. And those tickets will be <laughs> a real premium. I'll tell you that. That's going to be, it's going to be a good game, but you know, this is nothing to joke around with. Okay. <laughs> the FAA is real serious about this stuff. I mean, I, I was looking through some drone news and things and on uh, drone XL, which is run by Hey Kestaloo, there was a helicopter over not New Zealand, but maybe New Zealand. I'm not sure. Um, and a drone crashed through the windshield. Okay. And, it was a Mavic 2, and, and they showed the drone. It was all busted up and stuff. But, uh, yeah, these things actually happen, okay? And you, you just don't want remote IDs on the horizon for us, okay? It's coming. <laughs> I mean, there's just it, – it's it's almost here. So with that being said, with it almost, almost being here, all right, you know, we've got to really watch ourselves, guys, because, you know, the FAA can all of a sudden just say, you know what, just screw remote ID. And, you know, you guys have just been really not doing what you're supposed to do. And we'll just, you know, we'll make it so super strict that you couldn't even take off in your backyard. OK, that kind of thing. So, guys be smart. <laughs> and, and, you know, and, and I live here in Tampa and I know there's some of my friends here, you know, watch the show and everything. And just, you know, if you want to fly, don't be flying in, in downtown Tampa or we'll, we'll see what's really interesting is just to let you know, geographically speaking, Raymond James stadium where the bucks play and where the super bowl is. Um, I could literally probably throw a football and it would land on airport property. So it's that close to the airport. So there's a TFR there. I mean, it's, you know, it's, you know, it, you, you can't fly drones there anyway because you're within a five mile radius of the airport and you're within a five mile radius of McDill Air Force Base. You know, so there's a lot going on there, guys. So so that's that's where we're at with that. So, you know, just kind of like mind mind the store as far as that's concerned. Okay. Now, last week we talked a little bit about the Hubs and Zeno 2. All right. 
And and I got to be fair, you know, should people get, absolutely, you know, it, it, it does have that, now, now, you know, I've gotten some, quite a bit of questions on it. And one of the, you know, should I get it, even though I know that's going to have that defect? And I said, well, you have to understand something, okay? That only, that lens flare issue only really comes in into play when you're flying into the sun, all right? And when you're at different angles with the sun, if you're flying away from it, it's not going to, it's not going to bother you. Okay. Now, you know, sunsets, sunrises, you're probably not going to be able to do that with that. You're going to get that lens flare, but other ones you can and realize for the price that you pay for that compared to some other DJI drones, it might be an option for you to explore. Um, they've gotten better with their software. They've gotten better um, with some of the other hardware. I just wish that they would just swap out that lens with a different lens. That's all that it takes. You know, Hubson does a little tweaking here, a little there. Mm, what can I say? Um, <laughs> DeMarco, go Brady. <laughs> you married a Michigander. <laughs> uh, let's see what else is going on there in the chat. Okay. <laughs> Sam, you're you're bad. Okay, all right, but um, but as far as a Hubson two is concerned, you know, people are asking, should you? Can yeah, absolutely consider it, but know what you're going to get with something like that. And that's the same thing. And I'll speak the same thing regarding the Femi as well, the Femi X8 SE 2020. Know what you're going to get with that. Okay, you're going to have that horizon tilt. Okay, is that a killer issue? No, not really. It can be corrected. And I find out a lot of times, you know, it seems mine is fixed. But when, you know, I would, you know, do an about face, you know, all of a sudden it got corrected even when I was having the problem. So go figure that. And also know that in some instances, like for me, I have that signal interference. Now, that's an easy fix. Um, you know, put, put, some, put some shielding in the drone to protect it. I mean, that's something I hope Femi does that when they come out with their Femi mini. I, I really do. Uh, you know, that, that interference is a real kicker because you know, you're all going along, you're getting a great shot. And then all of a sudden, next thing you know, the drones are turning home. Oh, I wanted to say this and I'm, and I'm sorry. I was, I was absolutely, um, I was, I was absolutely remiss by not saying this. I want to thank captain Ray Kelly and Johnny Alfonso, Johnny Drone Flyer, for having me on their show on Sunday, okay? And if you haven't haven't checked out the show, go do that. Ron Lockwood was on. It was great catching up and seeing Ron as well, too. Ron, Ron does exceptional videos and, and photography. He, he just he was a professional photographer um, when he was over in Philadelphia. So go catch that show. We had a lot of fun. Um, they're on... 3 p.m. Central, 4 p.m. Eastern time. Okay, I want to get I want to get a plug in for those guys. Those guys are great. Okay, um, Ray lives just well. He's a, during the winter he's down here in Florida and he's south of me. Um, I think probably about a couple hours south of me. So hopefully we'll get together. He's supposed to have something going on in March. So hopefully we'll get together. And I don't know if they're here tonight. Greg Pittman, welcome. Michael Wright, welcome. Um, yeah, any Feeny Mini news? No, Jay Bird, I haven't heard anything. I was going to be, I'm probably going to email them in February 
to see if there's any updates on that. Um, it's actually been kind of quiet. And one of the other things that's been really kind of quiet, and I wanted to bring this up to, is about the DJI FPV. I mean, we saw that it was leaked. The goggles were leaked on the, on the site with the price. And we've seen plenty of pictures of it. Um, I think Drone DJ actually had a little mini video of, of it flying around. It was kind of hard to tell because it was taken from a distance. And that's been it. There's been nothing about the DJI FPV. And that's kind of kind of funny on that score. Um, so, you know, I, I don't know. You know, I, I don't know what's going on with that right now. Um, so stay tuned. I'm imagining something soon because, you know, we just had um, CES and everybody thought, no brainer, we're going to see this during CES. And then there was nothing. We didn't see anything at CES from them. Okay. Which really was very surprising. I mean, they didn't even show up to CES, which I, which really kind of surprised me. That was a real, that's a, that's a real kicker. Now understand, you know, it does take time and money and effort. And I know we talked about a little bit about this last week, but DJI is undergoing some changes right now. I mean, um, you saw their lead R&D guy left. Um, they actually they fired their production team out in Los Angeles, which I believe did all their training videos, which was interesting. And as you know, Romeo Dersher left them and he went to another drone company. Romeo is a great friend of the channel. Um, probably like to get him back on and, and, and check in with him and see how things are going for him. Um, but there's been some changes going on. And, you know, they, have they lost money? You know, Nobody knows what their financials are, so no one knows if, if it's financially related, which I kind of think it is, you know, even with, you know, the great sales of the Mini 2 and the Air 2, you know, it may have been, you know, not the kind of year that they were looking for and kind of driving the profits that they were looking to get. So I don't know. I, I really don't know. More like they're doing a self-destruction. Yeah, Lauren, yeah, they kind of are. It's, it's kind of like imploding. And, you know, we also talked about last week, and I kind of wanted to bring this up again, too, is, you know, Sally French had a real good article, Should You Buy a DJI Drone Now? Um, you know, and we kind of came to the conclusion, yeah, it's okay, but be aware of some of these things um, in the pipeline. And what I'm going to say is not political or anything. You know, there's a lot of stuff going on between China and the United States. A lot of it's not good, okay? And a lot of what goes on in China is not good, Okay. Um, you know, there's a lot of oppression. Of, they're a communist country, okay? And I, th I, that's all I'm going to say about that. And then, you know, they, the Uyghurs over there, um, they pretty much run prison camps and re-educate them. And the Chinese Communist Party has its ties into just about every company over there. So, um, and even DJI, you know, and it may get to the point that we may find out that, you know, there's a connection there between them and financing what goes on with, 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 you know, their, their brutal practices over there. And we might have to make some tough decisions. Okay. Well, it won't be a tough decision for me if, if I find that out. Okay. Um, you know, I'll just be upfront with you guys. I mean, it's, you know, I, I don't stand for that. I, I, and again, this is not political. Okay. Um, you know, communism is wrong in any way, shape or form. Um, it's brutal. Um, you know, I can, I can tell you, and again, what I'm, I'm not speaking from a political standpoint, but um, I had family members, uh, you know, part of my background, I'm part Hungarian and um, some um, friends of the family 
um, left Hungary in 1956 during the uprising, communist uprising, um, you know, they were escaping communism and they told us of the horrors over there. And, and it was it was brutal. It was absolutely brutal. They came to this country for a fresh start and to escape communism. And, you know, it's just it's just brutal how the, the people are oppressed over there. Look what's happening over in Hong Kong as well. Not being political here, guys, just being upfront. I'm for I'm for for free free society. Um, I, I love democracy. I, I love when things work. And you know, communism that's a no go for me. I'll just tell you tell you guys up front. Okay, off my soapbox about that. Bill. All right, now got some other things. Um, you know, Sally French has guys, and I dropped links to some articles in the description. You need to check Sally out. If you don't check her out on a daily basis. You're not getting all the drone news. Sally gets it all, guys. She really does. So, um, Sally, if you're watching, you know, as always, you know, like I said, I go to you every day because I know I'll find I'll find some news out there and you don't disappoint in any way, shape or form. Now, this first article that I'm going to put up here, um, it's actually did coronavirus hurt help or hurt demand for drones. And I need to share this with you guys. So you guys can see this here, all right? Now, you know, um, how has or will your business be impacted by coronavirus? And you can see there's a drop in demand, production, operations shut down, staff layoffs, um, increase in demand, um, companies directly involved in COVID-19 mitigation efforts, no impact on business, regarding a business model, okay? Now, you know, there's some interesting statistics here um, 15% of companies saw growth during, during COVID, during COVID-19. And, um, you know, one of them was, um, it talked about, um, greater use of new technology, whether it's contactless payments, food delivery apps, or yes, even drones, you know, and one of the things here, as far as this was concerned, it also talked about it from the standpoint, realized, you know, Ken Donna, my good friend, um, original Dobo, you know, his his business is real estate photography. So, um, you know, with COVID-19, that really, I'm sure that put a real kink into this and made a difference, um, you know, and, a, and an impact upon this. Um, you know, things are finally starting to pick up. Florida has been um, better as far as these rules are concerned. Um, so, yeah, it definitely has had an impact and it's had an impact on drones too, especially from that kind of a standpoint. I don't think it affected much in terms of looking at things such as, um, let's say, oil and gas line, pipe inspections, cell phone tower inspections, um, electric wire inspections, that kind of thing, those still needed to be done. And COVID-19, it would, would, it would happen regardless. It wasn't going to ha have that kind of an impact on that. So just wanted to run this, run this article by you. And again, I dropped links in the description for you guys to check that out. It's like I said, Sally writes great articles and you do yourself a favor uh, and get some really good knowledge. Yeah, there's some advertising in there, but it's not, it's not, and there's not a lot of fluff. Sally writes good articles. So definitely you want to check these out. Now we got another article here from her and this is real interesting. Any guesses how many certified drone pilots there are in the United States? Okay. Now, this number, I actually, I was astounded when I looked at this number. I, I could not believe this myself here, okay? Um, you know, 
there are 199,018 certified drone pilots, including people who took the initial knowledge test and current man pilots who took the online training in lieu of the knowledge test. Okay. Um, now, you know, that's including now, you know, back that up a little bit. That's also going to include, you know, there are a number of private pilots who are part 107 pilots as well, too. So that kind of in, kind of includes that number. But, you know, not all private pilots are part 107, you know, UAV pilots. So just to kind of just to kind of get 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 that in perspective to you. So this is kind of a, you know, um, one of the other things we'll go over here, too. Now, it talks about the number of total pilots here. Now, now this is this is the FAA recognized a total of 689,331 uh, active U.S. pilots as of December 1. Okay, and then the figure that broke all that down. Now, it also talked about the number of waivers here that were issued in 2020. Top five waiver requests, night operations, operations over people, um, beyond visual line of sight, operational limitation altitude, ops for moving vehicle, okay? Um, total airspace authorizations issued 71,134. This is interesting. It, it provides a lot of good data. Um, you know, I suggest when you get a chance, look this over at your leisure, but it gives you some background on how this has just absolutely exploded. And one of the things you probably want to keep in mind, and, 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 and I'm going to tell you this, you want to talk to somebody if you're thinking about starting a business with your drone. Okay. Cause I, I know, you know, I know Ken, Ken has done that. And, and then um, a good friend of mine, Don from Pittsburgh ha, has started a drone business as well. You probably want to talk to people like that, that, that have, have started them. You know, Ken's doing pretty well. Now, Ken is also, he's kind of branched out because he does inside photography as well. He's just not dependent upon, upon drones to do his photography. And he's learned a lot. Okay. So, you know, I would, I would definitely, you want to talk to somebody like that that's had experience, okay? Because you get a part 107 does not mean you can print off a sign, hang it up, and expect people to come knocking on your door. I, I want to let you guys know that. I think that's important because you know, a lot of people are under the misconception that, boy, you start, you open that up and boom, you're ready to go, okay? No, no, that's not, it's, that's not going to go like that. Um, you know, you need, you need to prepare. Okay. You got to incorporate yourself as a, as a business, probably an LLC. You got to get with a lawyer to draft up documents like that. There's a lot to this thinking about, you know, insurance. There's some books out there that will help you, but it's best to talk to somebody that's actually set a business up. Now, Rick Smith does it as well. Billy Kyle, um, these guys do this, you know, besides having their channels, they do this. So they understand what's going on with this, the intricacies of this, and they're, they're prepared for it. Okay. You got to think about things like insurance. You got to think about, you know, you, obviously you can use this on your, you know, tax returns to do, do deductions. Um, you know, you're allowed to do that. Their IRS will definitely let you do that because, it's a business and you're making money from it. Um, you know, you got to take a, a lot of things into account. You got to take liability insurance into account. You got to take um, property and damage insurance, you know, loss insurance. Um, you know, there's just so many things 
um, how, how you set up contracts, how you get paid, um, everything, everything. Um, you know, how you deliver your product, final product to the client. There's a lot that goes into this. And it's a lot more than people just think, oh, you know, you pass your part 107, boom, you're ready to go. Well, you basically have 199,000 other people out there that are going to compete against you. And, you know, you get your eye opened up when you find out I, there, there's a company that will, you know, parse out work in, in certain cities. They're nationwide. I, I joined them just to kind of get an idea of what it was like. And here in Tampa, it was like for one job, there was like 100 people lined up ready to do it. And, you know, it's just it's it's really in some areas, it's really competition is really fierce like it is down here in Tampa. You know, conversely, like up in Pittsburgh, um, I talked to my friend, you know, Don uh, up there and there's not a lot of people up there that obviously, you know, there, there's inclement weather and everything. But um, and you but you can work around that by, you know, getting some, you know, sp spending some serious coin and, and getting some uh, weatherproof drones. Um, there's not a lot of people up there that do that. So, you know, there are areas in the country that don't have it. And there are areas like here, like where we're at there. We're oversaturated. We've got a lot of pilots down here. That's a good thing. But you need to understand, you know, with having a lot of pilots down here, your competition is just going to be that much higher. Um, and, you know, and I think that's one thing that probably, you know, Ken can really address something like that. Billy as well, um, you know, in his area, I'm not sure, you know, where he's at, um, you know, I'm not sure that he has the competition there is as fierce as it is down here, but it is pretty stiff down here. It's pretty fierce. As far, as far as that's concerned. So, um, yeah, I wish I was retired, Akasho. I really do. Brad, I'm slowly trying to start a drone business during 2020. Brad, the best way is just, you know, just a little bit at a time. Just, you know, that, that's what I have to say. Um, Lauren is right. It is a lot of work. It is a lot of work, you know, in, in you know, Part of the thing that I think a lot of you guys, you know, when you fly as a hobbyist, it's not work. It's fun. You do this for fun. Um, work is work, okay? Even if you're flying a drone, you know, I, I understand something. You're always thinking about, you know, you got to get the drone back. You got to get the SD card. You want to download that. You probably have your PC on hand or you probably have that, that big drive where you can download that. And then, you know, you got to be charging batteries up. You may be going to multiple places during the day. It's just, you know, you, you have your, your minds in gear all the time. And, you know, hopefully you have a spotter with you. You want to have somebody with you when you're doing this. Um, you know, it's just like I said, there's a lot. There's an awful lot you have to think about. And a lot of people don't do that. That's just, you know, I, I want to want to kind of level set people's expectations on this because a lot of people go into this and thinking you get your part 107, you got it made in the shape. Well, you know what? <laughs> you've passed a test. That's what you've done. Okay. Now the real work begins. It's like, okay, I graduated college. All right. Get me my job out of college now. Okay. The fun just starts. Okay. You really, you're, you're, you're as green as can be in the work world as far as a real job is concerned. And it's the same thing here. You're green. You're, you're new to this. Okay. You may be an, ex an experienced pilot and know a lot, but there are some things, <laughs> you know, you need to know how to set up shots, what to do. You know, there's just so much behind all this. I can't emphasize this enough because I get a lot, I get this question asked a lot 
you know, what do I do? And there's a couple of good books out on Amazon. There's not a lot, unfortunately. I wish somebody would put together a really good book that, that details things and what you need to do. Um, I'm trying to think. Um, there's this online legal um, place that can help you actually incorporate and get an LLC together for about 500 bucks. It's probably about a thousand with a lawyer. I mean, but, but, you know, again, you know, it's still, you're looking at costs and um, you have to have, you know, obviously, you know, I have this room dedicated, you know, this is where I, I work from home, but it's also where all my drones are and everything. So, you know, you got to have, have space dedicated to this. Um, a vehicle, you got to have a vehicle that's going to be able to handle this. And, you know, for example, you know, if you're charging batteries on the go, um, you got to have a good charging system in your vehicle to be able to handle that. Um, you know, my truck is actually could handle that. I haven't actually have an electric outlet to Tacoma in the back. I could actually run stuff off of that if I had to. So, you know, there's there's so much to this, guys. I, I can't I can't tell you enough. So. Oh, Ray is in the house. Hey, Ray. Glad to see you. All right. Now, one of the other things that I wanted to talk about tonight is this. All right. Now, you know, most of us know, most of us know that the DJI Smart Controller is fantastic. All right. We all know this. Okay. There's no question about that. We also know that using your phone while it works is not always an optimal solution for your, you know, you know, when you're holding it between a controller. Now, you know, one of the nicer controllers, believe it or not, it's on the Femi. Okay. It fits right in there. It's, it, it's good. But the problem still exists is the real estate of your phone. Okay. Even, even with the biggest phones. All right. It's just not always there. And one of the other things with this too is with your phone, you're out in the sun. Ray knows this from living down in Florida now. Okay. And when you're down here, you know, light is your enemy when you're flying outside, not for, for seeing your, your screen. Now, my screen's actually pretty bright on my on my Galaxy Note 10 Plus, and it works well most of the time. Now, you know, it's fantastic on the smart controller. I give it that. But looking for a tablet that's going to meet all your demands, okay, to be able to stand good heat and be able to stand the cold, you know, uh, you know kind of a, a rugged tablet, that's going to handle all that um, and be visible in sunlight. I mean, you know, they're not really that easy to find. For example, you know, you know, the iPad mini, the mini four was a good tablet, but then, you know, the processor needed to be upgraded. That's why I sold my tablet. And, and I think I've, I think I, I, I've, I found a solution here. Now um, our, our friend Steve from Captain Drone has done a review on this. But I want to I want to go over this because um, I'm seriously contemplating getting one, and I'll do a full on review as I get it. And it's called um, Triple Tech. And let me go ahead and bring this up here. Uh, now, one of the things 
Um, and we'll, we'll let's take a look. Let's take a look at the look at them. Now there are two models. Okay, go to the gallery here. I think it's going to be a little better. Um, now there's two models. There's a seven inch model, and then there's a pro eight inch model. Um, you know, and you can tell obviously because of that. You know, that's um, definitely going to be something you're going to you're going to be interested. And you can see there's it's using a, an Autel controller here and a DJI controller here, and they actually sell items to be able to hook this up. Now, you know, some of the things with these drones. One of the things with these tablets, and I think it's real interesting. They're 4G LTE capable, meaning you can be able to run. You know, you get a SIM card, um, and you basically can have have the internet anywhere you're at, which is always a valuable thing. And you can set up a plan. Uh, like I had a plan with AT&T after my paid off my tablet, I was paying about 20 bucks a month. I mean, that is a real kicker to be able to have that and that capability um, on the run. Now, these tablets are what I would call rugged in terms of, you know, um, it, it, they can take a lot. I mean, they're built. I mean, they look tough and they are tough, um, you know, and let's take a look at some, at some more thing, pictures down here. Now they have Android 9, 4G LTE, um, 8 gig of RAM, 128 gigabytes, biggest tablet on the market with 1200 nits display. Okay, that's pretty powerful. Uh, that that is that is an is an awful lot with this. Now Android 9 is not the most current operating system, but it runs it will run everything that's out there right now. Because I know a lot of people are saying, oh, it doesn't run, you know, it doesn't have the latest Android on there. Well, it doesn't always have to have the latest Android on there. Now, you know, um, you can see it's protected against the elements. Aerograde titanium alloy material withstand five feet drop and two tons of pressure, dust and water spray resistant, capable of operating under extreme temperatures from zero degrees Fahrenheit to 120 degrees. Now, that's really, really good down here in Florida, especially because I had my mini shut down on me because it got so hot, it overheated. Luckily, my drone was on the way back, okay? Um, so yeah, I was, I was really fortunate with that. Um, the battery on here is incredible. Um, it has a 10,000 milliamp hour battery, and it does have a micro SD card slot on it. The only thing that I've seen that it doesn't have on this is a HDMI port out. But other than that, I mean, this tablet is is very complete uh, as, as far as you see that. Now, I want to go ahead and show you guys what pricing is with this, okay? Now, for the 7-inch tablet, it's $599, okay? And for the, um, I'm sorry, it's the, these are both 7-inch. I'm sorry, I don't know why I said this one's bigger. Um, but the Pro 8 gigabyte made for professional apps it's $6.95. So it's only, only about $100 more to get that. So um, this is something that is really intriguing me. And um, I'm thinking I'm probably going to go ahead and get one of these. And if I do, we'll definitely be doing a review on that. You can check Captain Drone. He has a brand new review on the 8-inch Pro. or the I'm sorry, I keep saying 8-inch. 7-inch Pro, 8 gigabyte made for professional apps at $6.95. And you can see over here... All right, um, there's some he, there's there's a support for an Evo two um, 
Um, there's support for Mavic 2 Pro right here. Um, these are $36. That's $45 for that. Uh, there's a Mavic Air 2 Mini 2 adapter for $18. Um, Anti-glare OEM screen protector for, for that, which is $19. Um, there's a 3D printer file for Mavic Air 2 mount on there. So, you know, this is something I think you guys would definitely should check into. Um, it's, you know, the prices are, are, yeah, they are a little pricey, but realize something, you know, you're getting something that's pretty solid. It's well-made, has a great battery with it, has a lot of features to it. It's very bright. It's a very bright screen, withstands a great range of temperatures. Um, you know, I did talk to Ken Dono a little bit about it and he is very pleased with it. He really, he said, definitely it should be something you should consider. So, uh, you know, I would definitely go ahead and put that into your column that, it would be it would be something that you should consider as far as as far as tablets are concerned. Now, it's only January, okay? Because I've had people ask me already, are we going to see anything besides the Mavic Three this year? Well, you know, we're we still haven't seen the DJI FPV yet. We still haven't seen the DJI, you know, I don't know what to call it, Osmo, you know, mobile. I, 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 don't, I don't know what they're going to call it, but um, the action cam. Don't know, you know, they're supposed to be coming out with that. Um, there's been crickets on that. They've been kind of quiet lately. So, um, you know, I kind of think they're waiting to get their feet wet with a new administration just to see how things are. But who knows? And it's not saying anything political. It's just, you know, tariffs, that kind of thing. Who knows what's going to go on? So let's just just kind of play that by ear. Again, I've had some more questions about Mavic 3. We're not we're not going to see or hear anything on that. I'm going to say easily until I would I would say May, maybe before we start hearing some things about that. Um you know, we've now seen what it's going to take to do the remote ID, um, physically what it's what it's going to take. And it doesn't look that, like there's going to be a lot that's going to need to be done for that. So we'll see. One of the things that I'm trying to do, and I literally have not had time to do that, is to get in touch with Brendan Schulman to see if we can get him on the show to go over remote ID and what it's going to mean. Because um, he is... He is the subject matter expert on this, okay? He really knows the ramifications, not only from, you know, mostly from, you know, let's talk it not, not necessarily from a physical hardware standpoint, but mostly from, you know, it, it, he's a lawyer, from a legal standpoint and what it means for us as far as, you know, interacting with the FAA and, and all of that. And I think it's a real important concept that we all need to grasp and we kind of need to understand that. Uh, did you FPV in late February, Mavic 3 in mid-spring? Uh, well, Brad, you know, <laughs> that is very wishful thinking. I, I hope you're right. I really do. Because it's going to drive people nuts, okay? Because, you know, it's, let me do this way. It took me, you know, when there's a lot going on, it's easy to put shows together. When there's not a lot going on, it's hard to put shows together, Okay. It was hard to put to get tonight's show together because there's just not a lot out there right now. Just just to go, let you go. Dump does anyone know if the smart controller works with a mini two? Um, dump two. Lauren said that no, they're not gonna, it's not gonna work with the 
with the mini too. That, that, that's one thing I think he said, Lauren, I think you said, if you're still in the chat, um, I think you said that last week, just to reiterate that um, there, it's not, it's not going to work with the mini too. So just to let you guys know that, but working with the air too, that's still, that's still pretty good. Um, still pretty good stuff. Um, yeah. Um, DJ FP guy was sold out everywhere right now. That's, that's, that's what I thought. So, uh, you know, I, I, the FPV, I think, is going to be imminent. I think we'll see it maybe in February. Who knows at this point? I think a lot of things are on hold because I think they're waiting to see how the political climate is and the economic climate is and, and everything. So just kind of like, I mean, it's just going to be one of those things. We're just going to have to kind of, <coughs> excuse me, bide our time with that. One of the other things that I've been busy lately with is we are getting ready to move our house. We're not moving out of state. We're moving about five miles away. Just to let you guys know, we found a great place, no outside maintenance. It's a 55 and over community. So we're really looking forward to that. So that's going to be a lot of fun <laughs> for us. Yeah. So, yeah, we got boxes all over the freaking place. So that's coming up in a few weeks. So, I, you know, it, that, that's one of those things I'll call it. One of one of the seven deadly sins that would probably be number eight if it were to be on a list is moving. Okay, nobody has ever enjoyed a move. Uh, Fly zone drone, welcome. Glad you're here tonight. Um, <laughs> that's just one of those things. I know both for Valerie and I when we moved here. Um, see, the original goal was just to maybe digress a little bit. You know, when when we had this house built for us. Um, you know, we had it, it with the intention that my mom would be living with us in one of these bedrooms. And unfortunately, she passed before we moved into this house. So it, one of the things with this house for us, well, it's a wonderful house. We really like it. it. It's been fantastic. It's a little too much for us. OK. And especially with outside maintenance and with our new place. We don't have to. They, they will pressure wash the outside, the sidewalks, the driveway cut the grass. Okay. They will, they will pressure wash the house. They will paint the house every four years. They'll take care of maintenance on the roof. Um, all the irrigation systems are taken care of. Literally, there's nothing we have to do outside at all anymore. Um, you know, it's probably a square foot. It's, it's, it's kind of comparable. You know, we're going to, it's going to have two bedrooms instead of three. And the third room is going to be the den and that's going to be my office. And it's going to be a little bigger than the room that I have right now. And I'm going to rearrange things. Um, we have a very nice side yard, have an enclosed lanai in the back, which is going to be wonderful for us. Incredible amenities there. We can't wait. <laughs> you know, I think after I take about four Advil after the, the day we move, <laughs> then, you know, and be busy for, I'm going to be taking a week off from work for that. I have to, I don't have a choice. It's just going to be insane. It's going to be absolute insanity. So don't, we got that fun to look forward to. So we spend, we spend free time packing and purging and packing and purging. So hopefully we'll get that. We'll get that handled here. But we got that look forward to. So that means no more, no more water views back there. And my, the new community we're moving in, I believe is not drone friendly. So I won't be doing any flying from the house. So, but I know I know places nearby where I can do that without any problem. So, um, 
So that's coming up for us. We're looking forward to that. And hopefully this year, hopefully we're crossing fingers. Hopefully we can get up to Ohio to see that beautiful little granddaughter of ours. So I'm sorry to digress and give you some personal stuff, but that's what that's one of the things that's been occupying my time. That's why I haven't been doing a lot of videos out there, just to let you guys know. I mean, my time has been really consumed with, you know, with a lot of extemporaneous stuff. Plus, you know, right before my youngest son got COVID-19, his grandfather died. It was his last grandparent. It was my ex-father-in-law, wonderful man. It just, um, you know, it just, it was just, it was, it was rough for my, for my kids. It, it was pretty hard on them because they really loved their grandpa and he was a great man. Uh, he's a pastor, just a wonderful, wonderful guy. Just, um, it, it was, it was hard. What was nice was they did the funeral online so I could watch the funeral service and it was a beautiful funeral service and I actually knew the gentleman that gave the, um, did the service and it was, it was done very, very well. Guys, that's it for tonight. Um, Thank you all so much for showing up. Brad Hendo, do you know the community you're moving to is not drone friendly? Out of curiosity. Yeah, Brad, I did look through the, um, I guess, the bylaws, and it talked about that the only ones that can fly drones in there would be the community itself. So I'm going to get some clarification on that from what I know, from what I see right now. Um, I'm not 100% sure on that, but I know in some of the areas that they haven't actually started building homes yet. I could probably go down there and fly. So I'm, um, you know, if, if if I was if I was was in a pinch and wanted to get up, I could probably just pop down my truck and go down a couple of streets where there's nothing down there, and then just you know take off and have some fun. So, um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm going to be doing some checking into that. So thank you, Demarco. Demarco, I thank you for showing up on on, on this Tuesday night. Thank all of you guys for showing up. I that's just you, you got you guys humble me. Um, and, and again, I apologize for not cranking out some more videos. I got some coming up. I, uh, I'm going to work on it this weekend. You know, I'm going to push some boxes aside and get some <laughs> and get some things out. I'm going to have to start packing drone stuff. And, you know, I'm just going to have to leave stuff up. And, you know, I got to save the computers until for last. So it's going to be interesting as far as as far as all that goes. So hope you guys have a great rest of your evening, a great week coming up. Um, we got um, Ron is on on Philly Drone Life coming up right after us. Um, got Bill Thomas on on Wednesday nights. Um, got, of course, Ken Herons on Thursday. Um, first Fridays with Kelly Shores. It's it's um, not this week, but he'll be on that. He'll be on next week because he does one at first Friday of every month. Um, uh, weekends. Who, you, who we got? We got Arts on on Saturday night. I think Mel is still on on Sunday night. Um, we got Lloyd grumpy vlogger. He's on, I believe Monday night. Uh, and Ron and Marcus are on Monday night as well. So, and, and I'm out oh, and Ray, um, Ray Kelly and captain, captain Ray Kelly and Johnny Alfonso. They're on Sunday afternoons, four o'clock Eastern, three o'clock central. Um, you want to check all these guys shows out and other ones too. Um, and Ken Donna's on on Wednesday nights. I think he's on at nine. So, um, guys, thanks so much for showing up. Have a great rest of your evening. Have a great week. And as always, it's a great day to fly. Take care, guys.